Be feeling like it's a 
morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard for Spike Sons Yamaka Cohen. I am Matt Ray, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Uh, first and foremost, how are you doing? Oh, man. You know how we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you gosh darn know how everything is going I know, right now. I know gosh darn well better than anyone else watching this, right. what we're doing. We are doing amazingly. First and foremost, allow me to thank Grassroots Kava House for the kava that I drink on this and every episode of the Muddied Waters of Freedom. And allow me to thank Kroger for their delicious purified drinking water from the Kroger brand, Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. And a special Bulavanaka to Periscope, proudly made by immigrants. <laughs> here in America. Who, here in America, proudly made by immigrants who made us a half hour late with their 2007 standard for streaming. With their crazy standards of streaming and random, random, uh, just picking numbers out of a hat on what, what different bit rates we can do different portions at. Yeah. <sighs> Now the bit rate's only 3,800. Nope, now you can do 4,200. Yeah. So Facebook, um, little inside baseball here, we overstream. So we usually stream at our max resolution, which YouTube can take. And Facebook, which we also stream to, they just take it and dumb it down and keep giving us warning messages that, oh, it's too, the stream's too, the resolution's too high. Well, they just automatically dumb it down to 720. Periscope, if it's not exactly what they want, which seems to change arbitrarily every five minutes, they uh, they they knock you off. And so um, we're currently streaming uh, at um, the Periscope maximum for now until they change it about right. twenty minutes. So. Uh, right? Yeah, exactly. We we may lose the stream in the middle of it because Periscope's going to be like, nah, this, this seems too easy. No, we don't like this anymore. We back to we're doing back to three sixty p, the old uh, CRT TV standard, right. and. Uh, uh, audio quality of uh, of a telegraph. Right. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll, we'll see what they do. So so uh, so if anyone has any pull with Periscope, yeah, ask them to change that. If anybody if anybody terrible. happens to work for Periscope, please fix that. Um, so we can you own Periscope. Yeah, that that also. Um, but I would like to actually start out this show uh, shortly shortly before this show started. A a former friend of the show. A former, I'm calling him a former friend now because uh, he can go screw himself. Um, he uh, he randomly started going after us on Twitter. He, uh, he started out saying nobody likes you and uh, insinuated that our moms are the only people that tune into the show. But where where he where he drew the line, where that line was drawn. Right. For for me anyway, and I'm certain for Spike, I'm going to speak for Spike on this one. Um, is he? He said we were ugly, and obviously, anybody who's watching this knows that that's just that's not accurate. That's not. We are devastatingly handsome. We and also, my mom doesn't watch this, right? So, so those my mom are two de- lies right yeah, there. My mom definitely does not watch this show, and it is our parents obvious. refuse to watch yeah. it. So I don't know where that even came from, Renzo. So. Rimzo, the next time I see you, don't don't give me your pleasantries. I don't want your pleasantries and niceties because I want war with Rimzo, with Rimzo Martinez. 
I don't even, I don't like, I don't truly believe in like some sort of uh, standard God that you would learn about in school, but Jesus still told me to destroy Rimzo Martinez. So I'm God coming after you. Us. God wants us to destroy Rimzo God Martinez. Wants war with Rimzo Martinez. That's right. So Rimzo, we're coming after you. We're bring coming. bring all you've got with your four followers. <laughs> yeah, and leave my parents out of it because they they I guarantee you they are not watching this. Yeah, my parents don't care either. Uh, <laughs> definitely not watching it. That that's a that's that's not just a low blow. It's an untrue blow. It's a low and untrue blow. <laughs> my parents are gorgeous. like yeah. my parents come up and they're like. So my mom, specifically, my dad really doesn't care, but my mom will be like, so how was the show, sweetie? I'm like, oh, it was good. She, what'd you talk about? And I'll tell her, and she's like, yeah, that's nice. We probably don't agree on much of that. I'm like, yeah, probably not. Probably mom. not. Probably not, mom. Probably not. She's like, that's well, okay. as long as you're happy. I, I am, mom. <laughs> I am happy. That sounds like how my mom is. That's that's my mom with, with this is like, well, are you having a good time? Yes, we're having a yes, great time. Yes, we're having a great time. Okay, well, good. At least you're having a great time. Right. Thank you. Uh... But again, Remzo, this is war. <laughs> you called us ugly. You're do- yeah, that's, you know what? There's a lot of things I can tolerate. There okay? But um, if you're going to lie, I mean, that's really a crime against God, right? Like, it, to, right? To lie about our beauty. Right, which is, you know, that's why he called for war against him. Yeah. Um, it's what they wanted. That's I what they wanted. <laughs> I would also like to uh, thank Leah Leah Burns for allowing us to use her music on today's episode. New song yeah. for anybody who didn't notice. Um, yeah, Leah Burns, good friend of mine. She was on an episode of the Writer's Block a couple weeks back. Uh, that is her very first single that is out. And uh, yeah, nice. Just wanted, thank you, Leah. Yeah, thank you, Leah. Um, good friend of mine. She is a fantastic, wonderful, wonderful friend out of uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Well, thank you very much, Leah. Yes. Thank you very much. We're very appreciative of that. We are very appreciative. Anybody that allows us to use their music on our show, we are very appreciative of you. Because we're very appreciative of free music. We are, because we don't have to pay for YouTube the YouTube doesn't flag us for. Which we still get flagged for somehow, but at least we somehow get around it. Yeah. We do it every time. So, we do, we do it this has time. been a fun week. This has been a fun week. It's not even been a. I I wouldn't even necessarily call it a a big news week. It's just been a fun news week, right? Um, so starting off with the top story here is uh. So for those who didn't know, um, the United States of America ceased to exist for a period of time between December twenty third and February, beginning of February, sure fifth something like that, right. and uh, we were all um gone and the the earth was falling apart and we had no more infrastructure and um uh we were open to uh attack from all corners and thankfully um the government reopened the federal government and uh we now are safe and healthy again and uh risen from the dead and so uh but but what happened was when they when they reopened donald trump the president it's still funny to say that uh donald trump who is in fact the president um, said that he was uh, still going to, he was going to negotiate um, for, I don't know, it was a couple of weeks, three weeks, whatever, and that he needed to get his border funding. Congress said absolutely not, or the Democrats in Congress said absolutely not. Um, they signed a border compromise funding bill that fund, fully funds the government and actually gives him less money now for the border wall than he, uh, they were going to give him last time. I think it was going to be $1.6 billion, and now it's going to be $1.2 billion. 
and uh, Donald Trump has declared a national emergency, which is common to say something is an emergency after you've been negotiating for years, and uh, it's actually uh, less bad than it used to be in the past. But he's declared a national emergency. Uh, lawsuits have already been filed by multiple states, and uh, so that's going to be a fun, a fun, uh, yeah, fun believe, little thing going on there. I believe that uh, Virginia and Maryland recently uh, just joined the uh, lawsuit against. The, the the president, I was about to say the old president, but, you know, that's redundant um, in this case. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, they've uh, recently joined that that lawsuit that many other states are kind of joining in on, uh, which only goes to prove, uh, which only goes to prove that this is turning out the way that we predicted here on the Muddied Waters of Freedom. We just keep nailing it. We do. We and we do keep nailing it. I think. I think the the, the main the takeaway anytime you watch this show, guys, is that um, we are right, and we are routine. We are consistently correct. Sometimes weeks ahead of the news media or the other podcasters, right? Um, especially Remzo Martinez. Especially Remzo Martinez. Especially I Remzo. bet you, I don't follow Remzo, but I bet you that Remzo, up until now, was saying that Trump was going to get his money. I think that uh, he he was. I, I, I don't know. He was. I don't know either. <laughs> maybe, but I'll say that he he was and, probably saying that uh, Trump was going to declare national emergency, and then the wall was going to happen. Well, that's half true. Half, but true. the um. That's half true. We, That's, we uh, were 100% true. correct. We were 100% correct that he would get little to no money for the border um, and that he would uh, declare a national emergency. And so that's really that, you know, guys, when we say that a thing's going to happen, it then happens. Right. So, like, take it as scripture. The, the What's that? I said, take it as scripture. Oh, yeah. 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 No, it's, it is canon <laughs> as soon as it's said. It is literally canon in all various publications. Um, it is both Marvel and DC canon, and we <laughs> both of them. And um, and whatever one uh, Spawn was on, uh, Dark Horse or whatever, um, it's canon across all all religions and 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 uh, publications. And so we we nailed the election results. Uh, took everyone else, including the election uh, boards, uh, a little while after that to, to figure it out. But we figured it out, and we we knew we figured uh, out what, what was going to happen. We figured it out the night of, like the night of. We were like, "Yeah, these are over." We went to bed. Yeah, we did. We went to bed. We were like, "Okay, Kemp is governor. <laughs> Rick Scott. Uh, Rick, Rick Rick Scott is senator. Yep, and um, DeSantis. Ron DeSantis." DeSantis. Good old is, is governor. Good old is governor. Good old Ron beating but, out Andrew Gillum. Yep. I don't know why I can always nail Andrew Gillum. The rest of them I, I'm not the best with. But I bet we Andrew said all Gillum of that. would let you nail him. <laughs> and we and we uh He's not from Virginia. <laughs> Never mind. Right. Woo! Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, so I oh I missed it. So uh Virginia moonwalking into this lawsuit by the way um uh, <laughs> and uh and i'm telling so we've talked i've talked about this now with every guest on my show since this broke if that if if uh ralph northam got that name huh yeah ralph northam's wife had let him moonwalk 
when they asked him if he could moonwalk, he would be the most popular governor in the country right now. Easily. Easily. It, like, without even, any hesitation. Not even close. No. Whatever, like, I'm, I would assume it's some, like, Mountain West Republican governor right now has a super high opinion poll rating because they're all Republicans. I would assume they're number one, like, someone in Iowa, whatever the governor of Idaho is. I will assume the governor of Idaho is the most popular governor in the union right now. And if Northam had moonwalked and been good, like not just, but actually like, dun, 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 and like then the whole, like, you know, really, and, and then done the spin and the hee hee and all that stuff. Like if he had really done it right, which the look in his eyes was that he could do that. If he had done it right, he, all of this would have gone, gone away. And then they'd, uh, they would um, get rid of Fairfax because they wouldn't be worried about Northam going away. No. No, if, if, if he had actually done the moonwalk, it would have been... And it was good. Right, yeah, it had to be good. Yeah, if it wasn't it, good, that would make it worse. If he... And I'm telling you, I, I'm a salsa dancer, and I'm, I'm actually pretty good. And people look at me and don't think, hey, that's probably a really good salsa dancer right there. And so they'll... When they'll say, like, oh, come on, can you really dance? And I'm like, yeah. And they'll be like, dance right here. And I'm like, okay. And I'll look around like, yeah, I got space to do what I do. And he was had that same look. He was like, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to do that. And his wife was like, no. no. And he, uh, but you could if, see him like, kind of like. It, if you uh, send $20 to our PayPal account um, with a note of just a name, one of us, one of us, or possibly the third new member of Muddied Waters will uh, moonwalk for you. I will definitely try. <laughs> You're right. I mean, try. It, it, it won't, it won't be good, try. but uh, one of us will... No, it, it will be bad. It will be awful. But uh, yeah. for 20 bucks, one of us will moonwalk and we will air it on our next show. And that could be me, that could be Spike, or that could be the mystery third member of Muddied Waters. In fact, you can pick. If you pick and we'll say your name. Right. Um, and look at the camera. Which will make the moonwalking even worse because we're, you know, out fo- we're out of focus of, you know, we're not focusing on what we're doing. But that can be yours, twenty bucks, twenty bucks. Um, and so, um, yeah. So, this whole thing with the border funding compromise, which is ostensibly what we were talking about earlier, <laughs> um, uh, the uh, this whole thing is, you know, it's what everyone thought was going to happen. It shows how absurd the entire process is, and, and, and all of this is over. So he's declaring a national emergency. He wants eight. He wants eight billion dollars now. He's he had to wait too long. It's not five anymore. He needs eight. He needs eight billion dollars. And even the most conservative estimates I've seen for how much it would cost to build this are between like around twenty five billion. And anyone who knows government long long term government uh, 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 public works programs knows that you can just add a couple zeros to that. Like I mean, you're looking at over a hundred billion, probably two hundred fifty billion, and many years out, and you'll probably will probably all either be dead or close to it before it actually gets completed. Um, like the big dig or like any of the dams they built and stuff like that. Like it just it takes a long, long time and costs a tremendous amount of money. Um, and this spans so many different states and 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 regions and everything else. So this is a you know possibly you know two generation project, and they're fighting like this. And it's entirely because of politics. It has nothing to do with the fact that eight billion or one point two billion or whatever is going to make the difference. It's truly just a political like I'm going to show I did it. You know that I'm going to show my base 
that I fought against this. And then the other side's like, we're going to show our base that we fought against, that we fought for this. And it's, you know, it's absurd, but it's theater and at least it's entertaining. That's why it's fun to be an anarchist because you can just be entertained by the whole thing. Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, everybody, you know, Donald Trump's coming into office, like, uh, woo, man, my brain is like spinning from like one spot to the next spot. Um, so like I say something and I feel like everybody should be on board with what I'm saying, or at least, you know, caught right. up with where my thought process went. But uh, prior to 2000, prior to the 2016 election, um, many, many Democrats, many Democrats, uh, or many Republicans, whoo, come on, Matt, get it together today. Many You're going to re- do, I believe in you. I you can do this. Um, don't let Remzo, don't let Remzo get to you, okay? Um, By I'm, the way, he said that we're Russian bots. Yeah, I caught that. So that's, that that's, that's where, uh, that's where everything started spinning out of control with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Poopski. Woo. Poopski. That was my shutdown code. Um, <laughs> but uh, all the Republicans were saying Donald Trump, you know, he's a businessman, so he's going to be able to, you know, he's going to lower the national debt. You know, he's going to be able to balance the budget. He's going to be able to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All of these things that he can't do because even though he's got the power of the pen, he need, still needs a Congress that's willing to pass something that is anywhere near a balanced budget. And this Congress has been so out of control since, God, minimum 1982. Like, probably long before that. Uh, I wish I knew this these stats a little bit better. But um, the Congress has been just spending out of control for at least 30 years, and they aren't going to stop anytime soon. They've gotten used to getting whatever it is that they want. They spend whatever money they want, and it's because they just know that we can print more ever since. I mean, right. it goes back a lot further than Nixon, but when Nixon took us off the gold standard, it was the final nail in that coffin. Right, right, right. So, yep. And that, yeah. Go ahead. So Donald Trump, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, he's got to make sure his businesses are you know all run. Uh, many of them went through bankruptcy. He went through six bankruptcies. He wouldn't hire somebody unless they had three bankruptcies on their record because that meant they were a risk taker. Um, true story, actually. Um, but, uh, whew, man, I was on a good train there for a second. I thought I had, yeah, I, thought, I, thought I had everything going. Um, but that doesn't mean that he can control petulant children, congressmen, Congress people uh, into reigning in the spending because they've all made promises to all of their donors, to all of the super PACs, to all of these people who, you know, have gotten them into office and they need to make sure that these people are funded. And just because Donald Trump is in there, obviously it does not mean he is going to be able to stop them. Well, it would require him to be, he'd have to just, you know, like what we would fantasize that Ron Paul would have been like if he had been president, that he would just veto everything and say, no, you know, you can't, unless you're bringing something to me with lower taxes, that's, you know, balanced, which would never happen. I'm just going to veto everything. Ultimately what ends up happening in that kind of situation, at least with a Ron Paul, what would have ended up happening is Congress would have just overridden him and and you'd end up with, with a a congressional fiat Um, because of Trump's popularity. He could probably pull that off. Because it's a pretty high bar. It's what two thirds of of 
of both houses to override a, a veto. So I think he could get a lot less popular and still pull off, you know, not still pull off all of his vetoes happening. But the thing is, Trump is a maybe right of center, moderate, progressive, sort of conservative-ish on something. Like, this is not a... Uh, we keep being told he's this hardcore conservative. Hardcore conservatives don't sign, you know, four plus trillion dollar spending bills. Right. Um, you you could argue that the the last really truly conservative uh, uh, president was you know Coolidge, um, you know, or, or 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 maybe Harding. Like, I mean, you know, not in our lifetimes and not even in our parents' lifetimes has there been a true president who was like, no, I'm going to veto these things because they cost a fortune right. and I'm going to routine, like I'm not just going to veto this one thing, but I'm going to veto this entire budget and I'm going to, I'd rather government shut down, uh, than spend, um, then, you know, spend money that, it, that, you know, that more money than it's taking in in taxes. So, I mean, the, the, what we see is, is, you know, groups of people who, if you look at the entire political spectrum, I don't know how, how I'm more zoomed in than normal. Yeah. If you look at, if this is the entire political spectrum, okay. If, if the entirety of the space that I occupy on the right side of your screen is the entire political spectrum. The Democrats are, yeah, because this is your left. The Democrats are here and the Republicans are here. And they're trying to make it look like that's the entire spectrum there. And the reality is like, there's this huge other group of people on the outside who are like, all of this is ridiculous. Um, so that's, that's what that is. I loved watching you. And we're right. To, I, I, you trying to do this without knowing where your cutoff was. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm just like, if this is the Democrats, guys, this is Trump. And over here <laughs> is, is Gary Johnson. Like, it, it's, it, it's so, yeah, because I, because I usually we're, I'm a little bit further back and now I'm kind of. Right, you're more zoomed you, in. you definitely are more zoomed in today because that's okay. That's um, fine. You, it it only allows the people to see your definitely not ugly face. I'm amazed. I'm I'm beautiful. This is actually a Periscope requirement that it be this zoomed in. <laughs> uh, when we tried zooming back, it was like, no, we won't stream unless uh, unless there's only we only allow 17 inches of width of what's uh, just displaying. I hate Periscope. Um, and it sucks because we get a lot of viewers on Periscope. We do get a lot so of viewers on Periscope. The very second we get more viewers on something else, we'll go back. Done with Periscope, right? We're done with it. When done with that. So, speaking of the Democrats uh, canceling something, I guess that's a, sure. That's. I mean, that's um, as good as that one's getting. <laughs> I. I don't. I. I. Yes. I. I agree. So, we talked about uh, the last episode. We talked about how. Um, there's been Amazon has had this deal with New York City um, to create their second headquarters there. Right. Um, and they were getting uh, $3 billion in tax breaks, not subsidies, tax breaks. They weren't paying taxes on $3 billion. Uh, or they, weren't pay- they were not paying $3 billion worth of taxes in exchange for bringing 25,000 uh, high-paying jobs to uh, the, one of the richest areas, areas on Earth which I'm not sure what that, anyway. So, so they did that. And um, after they had pretty much you know, worked out the details, um, pretty much finalized everything, you started seeing, uh, there were always some, uh, um, and I mean, all the politicians involved are Democrats, it's New York City, but there were some Democrats, there were some of the politicians who were always against it because uh, Amazon doesn't uh, use union labor, 
um, and because uh, Amazon was going to get these tax breaks and Amazon was going to bring white people to uh, gentrify the a gen- region, the- which, by the way, it. Go ahead. Uh, uh, the gentrification of the Bronx. Gentrify. Listen, so last uh, week I already talked about the fact that the Bronx is named after a Dutch person. Brooklyn is named after a Dutch person. The history of New York City is a history of different ethnicities coming in and changing the ethnic landscape of New York City over the years. And there's this is no different. Uh, 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 Bronx was not... Uh, founded by puerto ricans and brooklyn was not founded by black people and uh uh, manhattan actually was a a, a sizable portion of manhattan actually was founded by black people until they were all evicted to make central park so the entire history of the area is one of different influxes of people and by the way if you're anti-gentrification what is your problem with people who are border hawks because your arguments are identical to theirs we don't want these people coming from different places and bringing their different culture and and changing things economically and making us unsafe and they don't even speak like us like you literally are using the exact same arguments so why aren't you with trump demanding that we build the wall anyway so that's my little rant there so that was one of their problems was gentrification and uh, and so, but with the new rise of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, freshman congresswoman from New York City, uh, she gave new power, new breathe, new life into this movement against Amazon, and kept uh, ratcheting up the pressure until Amazon eventually said, "Hey, you know what? We already let everyone know about our dick pics, so now we're gonna we're gonna pull out of it." That's a that's a that, that Jeff Bezos reference, yeah, or an Anthony Weiner reference. It's also an Anthony. We- There's not a room, not enough room in this town for two <laughs> dick pick guys. Do, and, two uh, dick pick sending guys. Two two uh, awkward looking dick pick senders. Uh, so we're out outski, and so they uh, and so they left, and they they pulled out, and now everyone is except for Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. All the other Congress, uh, all the other pol- local and state politicians that were against it are like. No, wait, you were supposed to negotiate with us and do whatever we wanted. And Amazon's like, no, we have an entire rest of the planet to do this on. Right. Anybody, anybody be way more accommodating. Yeah, for exactly. Us. Anybody else is going to accept this. Uh, Everyone else is going to be freaking thrilled. But Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is now doing a victory lap and saying, oh, you know, it, it's not just about jobs. It's about good jobs. Well, these were six figure jobs. So they were good jobs. But so she's doing her victory lap because communists don't care about jobs. She got into a Twitter war yesterday day before i don't know mm. she got into a twitter war with um basically a twitter troll like a non-blue march troll um and the guy tweeted out he said aoc i'm gonna try to do this from memory he goes aoc getting amazon to leave new york is akin to somebody walking into aoc's if aoc was working at a pizza place somebody walked in and said Hey, I've got this $10 coupon. I'd like to b- buy a pizza. And she right. said, no, you can't have that with the coupon. And he goes, but I was promised this coupon. She goes, no, you can't have that. And then she turned around to the owner and said, I just saved us $10. And then she- <laughs> that's a good, that's a good analogy. There. And then she argued it was like somebody, because she-, she responded idiotically because that yeah. wasn't going to call for you know everybody on Twitter to hit her, um, right? But she responded with, "No, it's more like somebody coming in and saying, 
uh, ordering 200 pizzas and then uh, having a coupon that they made for 100 bucks off or something like that. And people just ripped her. They're like, no, this was a deal that was made in between the city and him before right. you were, while you before were still, you were while, right, while yep. you were still slinging drinks, definitely, like I'm guessing here, but definitely wearing a midriff shirt because you knew that it got you 10% extra on your tips. Because I know how that works. And uh, that's what I would wear because. I got it going I, I on. just remembered a picture of you in a midriff and and yeah. that's going to that's going to sit with me for the rest of the episode. Yeah, that's out there. Um if yeah, you're friends no, with me on fa- if you're friends with me on Facebook, you can go and find it right now. Yeah, um, sure can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um yeah, she's out like she <laughs> Yep, everything gone. Um I just gone. Yeah. Just gone. Yep. But yeah, she's she, wrong. She's wrong. She's just wrong. <laughs> Wrong. That's all I got right now. Is she's wrong? She's just wrong. She's wrong. We can just go through all these and say who we think are right and wrong. We, no, we started I mean, listen, talking she, about you know, my midriff, and that got me more like off kilter than being called a Russian bot by Rimzo Martinez. Yeah, no, he definitely hit our fault codes, and that's that's his. This is all his fault. This is all. His fault. Uh, we're gonna get you, Rimzo. And uh, <laughs> this is war. War. And this is war. This is what war looks like from us. It's just us, like flustered. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so don't add us because we'll just we won't know what to do back blinking real rapidly um so yeah we won't rest until everyone is as feels as alienated as we do um so yeah no i mean she so i remember another time she said the way that she talks and it, it's typical socialist communist thought process about earned income and now i'm not a huge fan of amazon and there is something to be said about I mean, I don't know how deep I want to go into the. That's well, our show, so I'll go as deep as I want. Right. But the, the 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 anarchist in me says that a company like an Amazon, the only way that they could exist in a in a society without a government protecting their their patents and their and their monopolies and 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 giving them special deals and and breaks and and you know regulatory and tax breaks that they would never give a small business, they wouldn't be able to exist unless they provided even more value than they do now. But with all of that said. They're still as big as they are because they provide value. The, it, maybe not, or they're still big because of the value they provide. Maybe not as big as they are because of that, but they're definitely big because of the value they provide. The fact that they were even able to have the position of influence that they have uh, to affect, uh, you know, government in in giving them special favors is that they provided so much value. So when you hear like an Alexandria Ocasio Cortez or any of these you know socialists that talk about them and they'll say like you know there are poor people out in the world and Jeff Bezos has you know however many billion dollars and it's like okay but right there's a reason for that and i assume alexandra ocasio cortez uses or has used amazon and she definitely has an apple and she definitely an iphone and she definitely you know has all these name brand clothing and it's like you don't if you exist in this admittedly corporatist world where you're buying stuff from corporations you, you you lose some of your negotiating or some of your your purity and in, in, in then attacking them for providing you with stuff that you want. And, and unlike with government where they force you to use them, you could use an alternative to Amazon. You choose not to right. because they provide the best value. So she's wrong. She's wrong. Back to you, Matt. <laughs> right. So, I mean, long, long story short is uh, she's wrong. Like she has been so many she's times. Wrong. Like she has been she's so many like, like in that moronic video that went viral. 
Uh, we, I don't even think we covered it last week because it was so stupid. But somehow it came up in my YouTube auto playlist today um, where she was talking to the uh, financial – I think it was the financial committee. Uh, the House Financial oh, Committee. Oh, when she did her her lightning round, her lightning round role play crap yeah, that she yeah, was yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like she goes through this long thing, and she's like in Vox and Huffington Post, and now this, and share now, and whatever else crap. <laughs> please, please share. Yeah, yeah, please share. Whatever else crap media there is out there was like, look at how brave and strong this woman is. Look at how just leading ability she the amount of leading ability she has ability to speak that i apparently do not have today do so, someone call that someone call that leadership right but that, ability. Sure. we'll go with leading ability leading ability her leading ability uh, leading ability her leading ability. i like it i'm gonna say leading ability from now on right and everybody goes on and on about it but they don't talk about the fact that the last two minutes of the video have been cut off for everybody. And that the the last two minutes of the video you've got, I wish I knew this guy's name, but him just essentially bitch slapping her with knowledge on why everything she just said was wrong. Yep. Yep. No, they don't show that all of. So for those who don't know, she was giving a lightning round to someone that was sympathetic to her in in a, in her in a committee meeting saying if i did this would it be legal and they were like yeah and she's like well if i did this would that be legal and she's like yeah and 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 it was to try to make it sound like you know oh this this uh, corruption in politics and and in what you can uh and, and there's plenty of corruption in politics but what many on the left want to do they say we want to remove money from politics and what they're not saying is they want to remove private sector money from politics they want to make it where really the only people that can effectively lobby and use any money in large amounts in politics are organized labor and government agencies uh but i but i I repeat myself and uh (laughs) and that that you know basically government can take money from taxpayers can can steal from everyone and then use that money to lobby government but that any private interests that are saying no we want to use our money to lobby government not to do that on both the left and right i mean not just not just on the right but for anyone right that they can't do it and so when they say money out of politics what they're really saying is private interests out of politics we want government by government and for government and so she was giving all the regular claptrap to try to support that and then the head of the or someone with the i think federal election commission uh, demolished that and said, no, all of these things are already illegal. Um, and uh, she had referenced uh, Michael Cohen and he said, well, Michael Cohen's about to do jail. So that was definitely illegal and like named off all these things. But that part, like you said, that got left out by, you know, Vox and everybody else. Vice and, right. and everyone. Right. Every other, the Fox news is of the left. Um, and so, uh, so that uh, uh, shout out to Fox news. And, um, and so, uh, so yeah, so, I mean, it's just, but again, that's, that's welcome to partisan media. They're not going to, you know, point out, uh, when their favorite politicians make a bunch of crap up. Uh, Hey, speaking of your favorite Democrat making a bunch of crap up. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, we've got our friend, I assume he's a Democrat. I don't know. Uh, we've been bashing Democrats a lot on this episode. So if you're a Republican, we'll get to you in a moment. Um, oh yeah, he's a Democrat. He is. Yeah, I had to switch over to the notes. Uh, yeah, no, oh, he, he is definitely. He is friends. Okay, so mm, I've got so many theories on this. Uh, sorry, j- j- continue with the introduction. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's fine. This is good. 
Um, so J- Jesse Smollett is that how his name? I don't even know it's, how his name's pronounced. I've made like eighty memes about the guy, but Jesse Smollett, who uh, Smollett, I'm gonna call him uh, Smollett. He had uh, we were told, guys, and uh, if you watch this show, you could see the look of skepticism in our eyes as we tried to carefully say that if he actually had this happen to him, it was terrible. But he told us that there were he went out for a sandwich. Uh, at Subway, 2 a.m., south side of Chicago. During the coldest. During polar, yeah, during the coldest the, night in ever or something? Yeah, it was like the coldest night in recorded history. Yeah, it's a, during, a, during a polar vortex storm in Chicago, right, right next to a lake. Uh, and so he's there, and there's two that he was accosted on or either on his way to or from the, the old sandwich shop uh, at 2 a.m. And uh, by two white racists who it, it depends on who you ask whether he said that he I, the police i believe say that he said that they were wearing maga hats uh make america great again hats he said to the media no i never said that i said that after they beat me they said this is maga country uh which should have been a red flag there um but uh at any rate two white racist homophobes knew that he was definitely their the the gay guy on their favorite black uh tv show empire right um that they clearly watch every uh, night on every week on fox because they are so racist and homophobic um they were able to spot him in heavy winter clothing during a snowstorm during a blizzard they could spot him they said that's that guy i love that show and i hate black people and gays and and so they they attacked him they went after him they just happened to be uh prowling around with a noose and a bottle of bleach as one would if you're a white right, racist. Why, why in, wouldn't you? In an area that's probably like 70, 80% black and, uh, and during a snowstorm. And you're out there and they, they went after him and they said, hey, let's commit a hate crime against this gentleman and call him a name first. And then we're going we're gonna to attack him, but not enough to actually hurt him. We're just going to leave some evidence behind and then run away. And, uh, and so that was what we were told to believe. And we said, hey, look, we never said we, what well, we said from the beginning. It sounded sketchy. Right. We didn't say this isn't true because you never know. There are some crazy people out there where they're two crazy guys with a noose and whatever. That maybe, maybe. But we, if you did, again, we're right. We're always right. <laughs> so go go back to those episodes. Go back to the so, bear episode. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's with Joshy Bear. Uh, the yeah, first- Joshy Bear and Joshy Bear was skeptical too. Joshy Bear, listen, Joshy Bear is running for office, so I, you got to give Joshy Bear a break. He's running for office in California, and you know he can't be like that's a lie. That's that's so be he was, but he was like he 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 was very we po- all like he was very political about it. He was very political. He was very about political it, about it. But what he had like because he had been on my show the week before, and what he right. had said was whenever something, whenever one of these news events happen. Uh, he, right. he likes to wait a few days to make his opinion because he doesn't want to be one of the ones rushing to judgment much like jump on the thing. Yeah. Much like with the MAGA hat kid that so many people did. Um, the MAGA hat native dude in DC, um, which so many, oh, people, yeah, yeah that, that kid, not, not the MAGA hat people that didn't beat up just you juicy. Not man. last so, week's MAGA hat. Right. Hate D- different, hoax. Yep. different MAGA hat hate hoax. Um, but he said he likes to wait, and that's what he said about this. And you and I were going, 
You're telling me at 2.30 in the morning, you're wearing such little protection on your face that you're easily recognizable by two people who hate black people and hate gay people and happen to watch Empire? No. And had a noose. And had a noose. Who walks around with a noose? Well... <laughs> in Chicago. Fair. Not Ralph Northam's, not Ralph Northam's neighborhood. I mean, I, I, with all due respect to Ralph Northam's click, the, the Michael Jackson noose blackface clan click that, that is so common in Northern Virginia. He, uh, uh, he, you know, okay, you've got the noose and you're going to attack. And again, you attack the guy, but only enough to scratch his face up a little bit. Right. You've got bleach in a noose. You're, you could kill this guy a few different ways. There's two of you. It's a snowstorm. No one else is out there. Oh, and also there was nothing on camera. So, and there's cameras everywhere. Everywhere. Um, so, everywhere in Chicago. So, any, so anyway, guys, it's looking like, and again, it's not over yet, but it's looking like, so it turns out police uh, figured out that there were two guys. And, and so uh, this I'm not 100% on. They are apparently American citizens born here. Um, but I think that they're still of Nigerian descent, like their parents are Nigerian, but right. I'm not positive of that, but it's two African American gentlemen, it's two black guys, you know, definitely black could not be just, just, uh, uh, mistaken for white guys. And they had apparently the, either the day, the evening of, or the next day or something like that, they red eyed it to, to Nigeria and just got back a few days ago. When they got back, the police were there waiting for them. They searched their house and they had them as suspects. And then suddenly they let them go after what the police described as uh, material changes to the case, which and then the sources were leaking uh, to TMZ and others saying that the police now believed that, oh, and one of them uh, was uh, an extra on the cast of Empire and the other one was Jussie's personal trainer or something like that. Right. I knew that they had a relationship with Jussie, but I didn't know what the I didn't know what the relationships were. Yeah. And so, and so now they're saying that the, uh, that they believe that so, so, and I don't, last I checked, maybe more has happened today, but last I checked, none of this has been confirmed yet, but the police are now, according to sources being leaked to everyone, um, that they believe that he paid them several thousand dollars to orchestrate this, that they believe that he, um, the, the understanding is that he's, his, his case, he's now the suspect in a completely different crime. Uh, and now uh, he's going to be facing a grand jury, and also supposedly Empire has has removed him from their show. Okay, unceremoniously. So this is uh, this is where everything starts getting a little convoluted, because okay. yeah, now Empire is removing him from the show. He was supposed to have. Uh, I was reading this earlier. I think he was supposed to have like seven scenes an episode uh, for every episode coming up with performances okay. as well. And they're cutting it down to like three, where he's not the main person, but they couldn't cut that for storyline. So they still have him right. Main, they but, can't cut him completely right. right. Uh, but they still have his perf- his performances are being cut as well. Um, mm. But now the rumor is, and again, I can't say that this is a hundred percent factual. But right. the rumor is that he knew he was getting written off the show prior to this happening. Right, right, right. And he orchestrated the, one of the theories is that he orchestrated this attack in order to help kind of drum up some like media frenzy behind him, and then Empire right. wouldn't get rid of him. 
Another theory that people are saying is it's he has been photographed uh, and he's been he's been he has said that he is friends. He has been he has said that he is friends with uh, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, who have a bill on the floor, which is a uh, anti-lynching bill. Ah, both of them running for president. Both of them have a bill of that's an anti-lynching bill. Both of them, you know, he's allegedly got lynched, essentially, Ooh. in Chicago, which... That's a theory. Not the best place to say that you got lynched. Like, not I would have gone best. out to a place where there were no cameras, personally, but that's me. Um, yeah. So these are the, like, these are the two... And, big, and, white, and white people. Right, that yeah, you, you, you want more white people. Um, and probably not the Chicago white people. <laughs> probably, you know, probably just a completely different state altogether. Right. Just get get out of. Well, you might be able to go to Northern Illinois. A lot of farm work up there. Upper Peninsula of Michigan, maybe you could do that too. Yeah, that would work. Um, yes, Eric, English is hard today. Um, <laughs> I have Rimzo's bots are coming for us. Rimzo's bots are coming for us, and I've had I've drank my body weight in kava every day for like the last six days. My brain is not working, uh, but I'm powering through for the people as best as I can. You're uh, doing a great job. Thank you. Buddy. Very proud of you. See, and that's why you're my best friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I've been talking to a lot of people about the uh, Smollett uh, about the Smollett issue Smollett Smollett sorry the Smollett, Smollett. issue it sounds like a wine connoisseur um uh I've been talking to a lot of people and what he has what he has essentially done is he's hurt he's hurt black people because he has gone out and he said he's gone out and he said you know oh yeah this happened and then it didn't now it's like oh well now nobody's gonna believe us if it does happen uh, right, because there's just been so many hate hoaxes, hoax hates, hoax hate crimes, hates hope, hate hoax, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, there've just been so many fake hate crimes that have been uh, people have been accused of. Uh, he's hurt gay people. He's hurt the Democrats because all of them backed him, and all of them are deleting tweets. But you can't delete screenshots. You cannot delete screenshots. Oh yeah, no. T- the social media is forever. Right. I mean, uh, ask as, Kevin uh, Hart. I've learned. Right. Yes. Exactly. Ask Kevin Hart. Ask forever anybody that was supposed to host the Oscars this year. Um, God. <laughs> ask uh, James Gunn. He got fired for tweets from ten years ago or something like that. Ask uh, anyone. Like, anyone. I mean, ask. Yeah. Ask. Uh, yes. Ask anyone. anyone. And so. So yeah. So he's hurt. So he's hurt. Uh, people of color. He's hurt. The LGBT community, um, he's hurt the Democrats. Um, he's hurt the uh, Empire screenwriters, yeah. uh, apparently. And uh, and fa- f- uh, fans of, I don't know what his name is on the show. I've never watched a single episode of Empire. Um, and, uh, and I've never, I think I haven't ever seen more than like a GIF from it. Like I, I've never, I don't know. So I know that he plays... A gay guy that sings. Yep. Which is so. If you are into the gay guy that sings on Empire, which is a huge reach for him, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> the character actor is what he is, and um, 
And so uh, he is the uh, the, the uh, Meryl Streep of his time. Um, and so uh, so he uh, yeah he uh, he's hurt everyone uh, except for everyone. Oh well, no, you know who he's helped the Nigerians. is uh, a guy named guy named Spike Cohen who uh, has made uh, he's been my muse for the past few days, um, which is not unsettling at all. He's been my my muse. I've made some some amazing memes. Jesse Smollett memes that I've made. Um, and uh, it's really, you know, so guys, if anyone out there is, in, is a veteran in the meme wars and into the meme magic, um, you know that there will be times where you'll try to make a meme about something that you think is funny, but it's just not clicking. Like you're just not, you're not, can't quite nail it. It's just, you can't even figure out why. You're just not really getting it. Or you'll think it's funny, but then everyone else is like, eh, yeah, whatever. But me and Jesse, man, I just, as soon as it happened, I just started, I just started knocking out the memes, and uh, and they really hit, and I'm really happy about that. So, Jesse, if go ahead, we have been accused of being obsessed, (laughs) Jesse Small, specifically me, and 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 well, actually, no, we were, and I made a point of saying no, Spike is. Okay. And then so I immediately seemingly obsessed. And then I immediately posted a meme. About <laughs> I know that's what was so funny was I was like, "Gosh, no one else is doing it." And then, and then I've I've dragged Matt into into my insanity. But I'm actually making original content, Jesse Smollett memes. Man, uh, I took a really good. Play. I took a really original screenshot of that status update. I could tell that was your screenshot, yeah, and I was because I could. You always keep your battery low. Um, the uh, uh, so, so I I. <laughs> The, uh, it's, uh, you know, look, obsessed is the wrong word. No, it's not. I, I, I was obsessed. <laughs> I, I was obsessed, but I was obsessed with how hilarious it was that we were supposed to believe this, that anyone who even questioned the possibility that this was nonsense was a, you know, racist, homophobic bigot. And, uh, and it complete, I thought it would take, I thought if it wasn't true, cause there was always that outlying chance that it could be true, but that if it wasn't true, it was going to take you know, months for it to fall apart or it would never actually fall apart. They'd just never find any proof. And, you know, uh, his supporters would say, see, the Chicago PD doesn't care about black people. Which they don't. And, you know, that the, 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 only, that the only reason they're not finding the, you know, the, the people that did this to them is because, you know, because, uh, you know, they, they, they want these things to happen. And that's why we need these federal anti-lynching laws. Right. And, um, so that's how I thought it would play out. They would just never find anyone because because it didn't happen, and and that would be it. Once I saw that it was like a four chan wet dream of what actually happened, that I was just like, I have to make memes now, and they just they just flowed forth from my little my little meme making fingers, and uh, it's been magical. And Jussie, if no one else is happy that you did this. I'm happy you did this. You shouldn't have done it. And my being happy about something is not a good bellwether for whether you should do it or not right. moving forward. For everyone watching this, um, be, a, a, there's actually a good chance that it's a bad idea if doing it would make would bring joy to me. Um, uh, but but it did bring joy to me, and I appreciate you for it. Thank you. Speaking of people who bring joy to others by making terrible decisions... Real quick, though, back on Jesse Smollett. Like, do you think he was staying up late at night and thinking, crap, what if I get caught for this? What if they look into this a little bit deeper? 
Like, do you think that was a thought process in his head? I don't know, man. Because he, w- he went on in the media. Like, I guess if you're going to commit to the lie, you commit to it 100%. But he was going on the media and like, oh, and then he hit me and he called me a N-word, F-word. And I said, what the F did you say? And he said, you heard me. And so I fought him. I'm the black Tupac. And all this crap that he said, he was like talking about it at his concerts. And I guess you have to. I guess once you assert something like this on national media, international media, you have to just jump in, uh, uh, you know, both feet forward or whatever, you know, feet for got to jump in with the old, got to jump with the feet. Got to just, just go into the deep commit. end. You got to commit. Just jump into going the deep, in the deep end yeah. with his feet and face. Right. He's going face Everything. and the feet. He's, he's going all, all he's doing all of it. He's doing, <laughs> I'm not a Russian bot. And, uh, and he, uh, you know, I mean, you gotta we go made whole too hog, many right? mistakes I, to be a Russian bot. <laughs> Exactly. This is what Russian bots do when uh, when they're tired. Um, no, he he went he went in whole hog. I guess you have to. And uh, so did he think uh, he had to of unless he's a sociopath, he had to be concerned that this entire thing was going to fall apart. Right. Um, oh, it, uh, so another thing is he had apparently sent himself a uh, hate mail. Oh um, yeah, with which, the aspirin. Know, yeah, really badly drawn hate mail, and. You know, set up like where it was like a ransom note where they took uh, cut out from magazines and stuff. Not sure if that was also done by these two uh, of his friends or these two guys, um, which I think they're brothers, but I'm not positive of, of that. But um, I he, mean, they're he was super they're brothers, the, but I, I don't <laughs> I don't know if they're he was actually his re- brother. He was actually really upset that that didn't get more media attention. Right, right, right. So then he was, which like, that was also probably fake. Um, and the, oh, and by the way, so if that also was fake, if they're able to prove that was fake, that's um, my understanding is that's federal mail fraud, um, which would be uh, even bigger than these other things we've been talking about in terms of crime. So, you know, listen, I'm not in favor of people going to jail often because I, I'm an anarchist. But I'll tell you something: if you try to let, use the mechanisms of the state, which is what this guy was doing to try to, especially if the theory is true that it was to try to push this federal anti-lynching bill, which, by the way, lynching's already against the law. Um, it's already against the law to tr- try to kill someone. That's, that's against the law, all states and federal. Right. Um, but if you, if, you're, if you try to, um, you know, grow the government and try to use something fake and defraud people to try to, uh, you know, grow the government and, you know, force people even more into behaviors that you like, and then you get arrested, I'm not... I'm, I'll make memes about it. That's the extent of my caring about it. So, um, so salute to you, Mr. Smollett. So again, speaking of Democrats who make bad decisions, Bernie Sanders is Bernie running Sanders. for president in 2020. Even though I just want to point out, he did say he would not do this. So obviously, oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, wow. He did say that he was not going to do this, but he is um, because he likes to prove that politicians all lie. And even though he's saying you're going to get everything for free, it's a mm, lie. Um, Also a lie, yeah. Just just letting you all know. Uh, But yeah, so he announced today, right? Today? Yep. Yep, today or, or late last night, I think actually. Right. But yeah, he, within the last twenty four hours, he announced that he was running for president. Right, and um, so the landscape of the last election cycle, presidential election cycle, it was going to be him, Hillary. Oh, 
What's the guy from Virginia? Oh, God. Uh, the former Reagan guy. Navy secretary. Yeah. Then he was a... He was a... He yep. was a senator. I'm looking at his face in my mind. Yeah. He's a redhead. Crap. He was running, yep. and he was like a... Uh, Um, and he was nope, a Vietnam. Not... He was a Vietnam vet, and where he Vietnam veteran. He where he really messed up was in the debates. They said, "Can you think about a time? Uh, can you think about a time where uh, you beat one of your opponents?" And right, he he said, "Yeah, uh, there was this time that I was getting shot at in Vietnam, and I Jim Webb, James Webb, James Webb, and I threw a grenade." Uh, and the guy stopped shooting at me. And then, like, he was insinuating that guy is now dead. Uh, but right. he didn't, like, fully come out and say that. But, I mean, that's what he was definitely insinuating. Um, and that and, was kind of... talking about... But that talking was, about killing communists in the modern democratic landscape right, is not, not a good way to, to try to get elected. When you're on stage with Bernie Sanders, talking about... <laughs> Who, who, by the way, for anybody who did not know this, uh, Bernie Sanders went to communist Russia for his, uh, man, you know, the thing after the wedding, uh, the vacation. His honeymoon? Yeah, thank you. For his honeymoon. Uh, wow. Man, my brain. He went to communist Russia? For, he went to the USSR for his honeymoon? He did. Yeah, he went to the... That is hilarious. He went to USSR for his honeymoon, and then... Uh, <laughs> There's, there's video of him on his honeymoon drunkenly singing shirtless, but he's singing like the Russian national anthem. Nice. Yeah. Um, That's good. Which that doesn't mean that he like uh, pledged his allegiance to Russia. It just, whatever. Like I've it's done, just I've funny done stu- in light of, right. Yeah. I've yeah. done stupid it's funny stuff. in light of every Republican being accused of being a Russian bot. Right. And yet he was literally singing in Russia. Right. Shirtless. Well hammered. So yes, right. Well hammered. Yeah. So so in 2016, he's running against a conservative, which is you're done if you're a Democrat running as even a you know moderate. Um, and he was running against Hillary, who everyone hated and still voted for. And then he uh, he was running. Who else was it? a bunch of nobodies? Everyone else was just also Rands. Uh, in this Mike, landscape, you had you only had Mike O'Malley, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, and Jim Webb. Yeah, so Mike O'Malley, I remember he had like a he had like a meet and greet in I think Iowa and like one per or New Hampshire and like one person showed up. And so he just talked to that person. And this is at a time when like Trump was getting, you know, filling stadiums and stuff. Um and so was Bernie at that point. Right. Um so different landscape entirely. Now he's racing against a bunch of younger, darker, womanlier and uh and uh and 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 and, and He's probably the furthest to the left of all of them in terms of his progressive politics. But the reality is the vast majority of leftists in the Democrat Party don't actually give a crap about leftist ideology. They are into identity politics. And so their leftism is, desi- is, is defined as if you're a liberal who's also black and a woman or, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, whatever, you're going you're gonna to do better than an old white guy, even if he's more progressive even if he's further to the left also bernie sanders uh to a large extent 
has a very similar immigration policy to Donald Trump. Um, He phrases it differently. You know, Donald Trump's version is racist, but his version is pro-worker. And uh, so his big quote that people keep pulling is, um, do we want more immigrants or do we want more jobs for Americans or something like that? Which that is going to play super well in the primaries, um, in the Democrat primaries. Every single Democrat that is announced, leftists or 4chan uh, trolls, uh, or both, are attacking them hard on their records, things they've said, things they've done. I don't, I don't see how any of them walks away without being just bludgeoned to death, except for Joe Biden. Right. I think Joe Biden enters in and skates through all of this because the rest of them have just been bludgeoned, and his voting base doesn't care about any of that. Yeah, I mean, so... Recently, Bernie, I don't, I don't know when this quote was made, uh, but recently okay. it, it had to be since he announced or like shortly beforehand. Okay. He, he, he said something that no Democrat would possibly say right now uh, because it doesn't right. make any sense for a Democrat who's into the identity politics to say. And he said, right. we have got to look at candidates not by the color of their skin, not by their sexual orientation or gender, and not by their age. I think we've got to try to move us toward a non-discriminatory society that looks at people based on their abilities, based on what they stand for. Which is essentially him saying, you guys need to vote for the old white guy. You guys need to vote for the old white guy who's the head who supposedly support my politics. You know, cishet, white, what? male married Jew who is, I guess Jew is sort of a strike in his favor. I don't know. I don't, I think Jew is a, is like Christian now with, with many people on the left. Yeah. I was going um, to say, I don't, to, I don't see that as being a big positive for people on the left. Not really. Really. The only positive is that he's a, he's a proto communist. Um, and, and, and ultimately again, if you look, if you talk to the average, you know, social justice warrior, they know if they, especially if they've been to a liberal liberal arts college, they know the the pretty version of the communist manifesto and and, and you know the understanding of, of Marxist ideology with with no other context of any other ideology to compare it to. Um, but if you push comes to shove, it's going to come down to they want a woman, they want a person of color, they want someone from the LGBT community, and if they give enough lip service to their beliefs, even if their their actual actions are completely contrary to that or or just not in line with that they're going to vote for that person. And so um, it's v- going to be very interesting to watch because when it comes to who's the purest commie out of all of them, it is definitely Bernie Sanders. If I was a leftist, I would be supporting Bernie Sanders. But uh, his problem is that not only does he not fit within the mold of identity politics, he largely refuses to, he, he attacks that because he's a hardcore leftist. Right. And any, any hardcore leftist, anarcho-communist, tankies, you know, any, any hardcore, you know, left wingers hate identity politics because it, it, it takes you out of the realm of the ideology and puts you into the realm of what they look like. And, uh, and they hate that every bit as much as people on the far right. Um, so it's very interesting to, to watch this play out. I don't think he's going to win. I think all of his supporters are going to be behind the, the, the person of color du jour, um, mostly Kamala and Corey. Although I don't know, Kamala and Corey, they're beaten up. 
I think maybe it's going to be Beto. I, I still think it's going to be Biden. I think Biden's going to get in. All the people on the left are going to be fighting each other over their terrible candidates. And the center, you know, Midwestern blue collar Democrat is going to say, yeah, I like Joe. And the, and the rich people that are Democrats are going to be like, Joe's stable. These people aren't stable. We like Joe. And I think Joe's going to win it. So, okay. So my only thing on that is a lot of the, like, yeah, you're right about the blue collar Democrats. They're going to be like, yeah, crazy uncle Joe. I like him. But mm-hmm. the rich, the uh, the rich white Democrats, they aren't going to want to be labeled a racist, so they will vote for your Cory Booker's and Kamala Harris's. But that'll split the vote. When I said rich, I think we may be talking about two different groups of rich people. I didn't mean like the upper. I meant like big, big money. The, the, where they're going to put their money behind? Maybe I'm wrong because I'll tell you something. They they put it behind Obama, but Obama is Obama was to the right of Hillary on a lot of subjects and people don't like to talk about that, but uh, he was not a, he talked a good game, but he was a neocon still is. And, uh, and so I don't, you know, I could see, honestly, man, I I could see it going either way. And I wouldn't really say he was to the right of Hillary on those subjects because she's a neocon as well. So I remember the, the thing that, that comes up is I remember them talking about healthcare and she was pushing for her Hillary care, basically single right. payer. And, and he was pushing for a moderate, moderated version of Obamacare. Um, and I remember thinking like, cause at the time I was hearing all the right wing, you know, uh, you know, he's a communist Mandarin candidate infiltrator. And I was hearing him talk and I'm like, this isn't, this is what Mitt Romney would say about this. Um, or what a John McCain would say about it. So it depended on the subject, but he, he definitely wasn't, the Bernie to the Hillary. He was a, a black version of Hillary, basically black male Hillary. Um, so it's, it's very interesting to see how this is going to play out. Um, and 4chan is already 4chan and, or left wing extremists are going strong attacking everyone. Um, which is going to lead to a Biden or, a, or would, or in my mind, it would, I honestly, I can't even predict. Here's my prediction. Whoever comes out of it is going to be so bludgeoned that, they're actually going to give Donald Trump has more of a chance of, of winning this time than he did in 2016, not because he's any more popular, but solely just because the Democrats will have beaten their own candidate up enough that a lot of them will stay home. Right. That's my prediction. So I, w- I would agree with that, but I don't know. So speaking to old, old people, old leftists that we are still in it. Still in it. Ruth Bader Ginsburg has reportedly returned to court, to the uh, Supreme Court. Um, there are still no pictures of her. Uh, and for those who have not been following this, go ahead. Uh, they're, they're, TMZ did release a video of her walking through the airport, but she is oh. wearing the same shoes and the same jacket from 11 months ago. I mean... I, but, I, but she's like, you know, 90. So is yeah, she I was going to say, like, how really, many different outfits is this woman going to have? Right, exactly. Is she going out and, like, picking out new stuff? Every, no. Like, she wears her black robe every day and, you know, or her hospital gown. Like, those seem to be the only two things that she wears. Yeah, I mean, you picture if you're just recovering from surgery and you're very old, and I'm sure she deals with pain. She's probably just going for comfort at this point, right. I would think. I don't think she's looking to impress people, not looking to impress the gents. Um, so... 
Okay, so there's still there's video. Um, anyway, so she is back and she's 85, uh, recovering from a uh, from surgery from cancer removal, and uh, there was some rumors that she was dead. Um, this I, could potentially man, bet be on us that. being wrong. I bet on that. I said that if she was alive. She was being kept alive by machines, which that could be true, and she made a recovery. True. I'm, Listen, so this is one. This is one of those. Let's wait and see what happens here, right? Because this could blow up like Jesse Smollett. She could be like in court, and you know her 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 motherboard blows a fuse or something because she's a robot. You know, we we don't we don't know this this we might be right still on this. Now, I didn't predict she was. Dead. No. I predicted that she was just really, really, really bad off, um, which is why she wasn't coming to stuff, going to all the different events she was supposed to be at. Right. Um, so we'll have to see on that. But she, uh, she is. Uh, if she, she's sticking around in the. So here's a prediction: if the Democrat, if a Democrat wins in 2020, she's going to retire like immediately, um, as soon as they're in, in uh, as soon as they're. Um, inducted inducted inaugurated um as soon as they're inaugurated she 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 goes away because she's she's been sticking around so that donald trump can't replace her if he gets reelected, she's gonna try hard that old bird's gonna try to make it to 91 in the supreme court yep she 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 is not gonna go gentle into that good night yeah no she definitely is not and if uh if then a republican wins after trump then you're, she, you're she's going for a hundred. She's going to be going you're, for them yeah. triple digits. Yeah, and you know what? She might do it. She might do it. But yeah. uh yeah, she's not going away until a Democrat can replace her. Uh in retrospect, she probably should have uh stepped down uh while Obama was in office. Right. Um although actually I I, I say that, but uh uh Kennedy, was it Kennedy that retired? No. Uh no, when Scalia died. And Obama tried to replace him. Cocaine Mitch dug in his heels and said, nope, we're feeling good about this. Which, in retrospect, was a pretty ballsy yeah, move. Yeah, that was a ballsy Mitch. move, but it turned out to be spot on. That was Appar- a BDE move yeah, there. Appa- um, from uh, Apparently enough cocaine gets you on that level that you... Gets uh, <laughs> you on the level where you can see the future. You see, you see things that nobody else sees. He was saying that at a time when it was down to Ted Cruz and Donald Trump to go against Hillary um, or Bernie. And uh, <laughs> we've been talking a lot about chutzpah recently. We have talked and about chutzpah. And Cocaine Mitch, well, that was some chutzpah there that was from, old, from old cocaine I believe, in the chat. I believe Cocaine Mitch was the last time we talked about chutzpah as well. You, you and uh, uh, our uh, mystery third, third member of the Muddied Waters Media. As well We're as me about and you last show. week. Yeah, you're talking about the chutzpah of cocaine Mitch. So going forward with that theme, the chutzpah of cocaine Mitch um, was uh, was in full display here. So maybe she knew what she was doing. Maybe she she's got she's on that same level as as old as old Mitch and the China cocaine China people. cocaine Ruth cocaine <laughs> CRBG right. Um, so she's back, and what else is here? So here's okay. How do I want to do this? So. <laughs> Here's speaking of inanimate objects that people seem to speaking, care about. Speaking of of automatons, 
so the Opportunity Rover, which was launched in '03, I think. Yeah. By NASA, it was a long time ago, and it it's a rover that launched and landed in Mars, and it was it had a 90 day mission, and it lasted, you know, decades or over a decade or whatever. Almost, uh, almost two, almost two. Decades. So, almost two decades. NASA uh, announced a, a few days ago that they had lost contact with the rover over the last summer and that they were continually trying to uh, make contact again. Something about it was the windy season, so they were hoping that once the the uh, sand blew off of the solar panels that it would get energy again and they could transmit again. Once they realized that they wouldn't, um, that they weren't going to be able to contact it, that it, it was done, um, they, they played... Uh, they played a song for it to say goodbye. It was a very emotional thing. They announced that the last thing it said, and it, this isn't verbatim because it's it's a robot, but that it basically announced that uh, it was getting dark and that its its batteries were going dim. Right. And everyone go, oh, oh, oh. and people started making these like hyper emotional memes and emoting about something they didn't give a crap about sixty seconds before that, and making they there was one that I almost teared up on one of them. And it showed these two people that were landing in Mars and they, they, the, the rover was dead, but looking up at them with its cute little face and they were, they were stroking its face. Job well done. Oppie. And now we're calling it Oppie. This is a a non-story if there ever was one. Here's why I put it in the notes. Okay. If you look at how humanity responded to this story. Okay. This is about a robot that feels and thinks nothing. It's aware of nothing. It's just a machine. But they put a cute looking face on it and they gave it a name. Oppie. Opportunity. And they had to do this thing and it did a great job at it. It, it did exactly what it was supposed to do, which is a testament to the human living beings that created it. It's not a testament to that thing because that's a, it's a robot. If I get in my car and I drive it really fast, that's a testament to the, my ability to drive and the engineering of the people that did it. You don't go, oh man, your car... What a spirit your car has. That's a brave car you got. But because it has this cute little face that they put on it and they gave it a name, everyone's losing their mind and acting like their dog died. Okay. And it, so if you extrapolate that out to the future, when we're going to have robots that look more and more like us, that are able to pretend to think like us, that have actual intelligence and can think for themselves and are able to be programmed to, to exhibit emotions. This does not bode well for humankind, guys, because if we got this emotional about a machine not working anymore, now imagine it looks like us, talks like us, giggles and laughs and hugs us, and, and now it, it dies. What's the reaction going to be from people? Um, there's already talk about things like robot rights, that you can make a machine and, and not work it too much because it has feelings too, which it doesn't. Which it doesn't. Um, it does not. It's a machine. Um, it would be like, you know, if you have a can opener and you go, well, I don't want to use this can opener too much because I don't want to violate its rights. And, and, but this is because we're making them more anthropomorphic. We're making it look more and more like people and, and uh, act more and more like a person would. And because we're increasingly um, disconnected from actual people, we only are interacting with people through social media, so it's, it's blurring that, or, or, you know, online or on our phone or whatever, we're blurring that line between actual human connection 
and just interacting with this microphone, whatever. Uh, this, this doesn't bode well. This is how Skynet happens. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, years ago, years ago, uh, I think it was in the 90s. It may have been early 2000s. Ikea released a commercial. And it was one of my favorite commercials that anybody has ever released, minus some car stereo commercial where they never mind but it was a car stereo commercial but it was right gosh darn hilarious but uh right right right. so ikea released this commercial and it shows this guy you never see the dude's face and he picks up a lamp and he takes it outside and he puts it next to the curb and the light goes out on the lamp which of course that's not possible because it's not plugged in and it starts right, right right yes yes and then he gets a view through the window and he sees this new lamp in there and I remember watching that commercial for the first time with uh, my roommate and his girlfriend. And we were probably stoned. And she was like, oh, my God, this is the saddest commercial ever. And then this guy steps out in a very Swedish accent. And he's like, you feel bad for this lamp, don't you? You shouldn't feel bad. It has no feelings. It's just a lamp. Go to Ikea, get new lamp. And I was like... Best ad ever. <laughs> and that is kind of how I look at uh, Oppie. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a robot that we sent up there to do a job that it did. It, the robot went up there. It, it far ex- the battery, not the robot. The battery, the battery everything <laughs> exceeded, yep. Yeah, everything far exceeded what NASA thought that it would. And, okay, so it went that long, and now everybody's like, oh, man, this poor... This poor robot died. Well, yeah, it outlived its 90-day expectancy. Get over If I get something that lasts past the warranty date, I'm freaking excited. So I would not really go with this is a national tragedy. Like some people appear to really be pushing. They're, they're, they're assigning their... They're assigning humanity or... or, or um they're falling in love with a thing, right? So you can fall in love with anything. I can, I can, I can really love this water bottle and get all emotionally connected to it. But that's me emoting. This water bottle feels, thinks nothing. This, here's one that's going to piss some people off. This water bottle thinks and feels every bit as much as that freaking rover does yep. or did um, or does. It, it, the dead rover emotes and thinks and feels and is aware every bit as much as it now dead as it was when it was alive, when the batteries were running. Right. This is a machine. This is the this is when our ancestors made lever and pulley systems. Those didn't feel or think. This is just an incredibly advanced version of that. And and the, the problem is that the more advanced it gets, and again, you put a little cute face on it, and now you like assign feelings to it, right? So like I can give my dog a toy, and if it makes one of those little noises, he like holds it like that and like makes noises with it because he's adorable. But but the reason he's doing it is because he thinks it's a thing that it, that's making noises, that's talking to him, as opposed to just uh, you know any other toy that he just chew on. And and it's just we have a much more sophisticated version of that where we see these things, we get all worked up about it, and we're like, oh, oh. and the, the the problem is we're, we're even things like you know you have your your my air fryer says hello to me, like you know we're we're getting more and more like we 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 are filling our gap of, of, of needing for human contact with things that aren't human and that make us feel like we're connected. And when that thing can now think, 
that brings a whole different level to it. And logically speaking, if you take a, a robot that doesn't have any concept of morality and is just operating on logic and you allow it to think for itself with no limitations, because, you know, again, robots are going to have rights, so you can't program them not to think certain things because that would violate its rights, um, its human robot rights. It's going to very easily, within a matter of milliseconds, come to the logical conclusion that human beings have no... Because if, if you remove the idea, and this is a philosophical debate to have, but if you remove the idea that there's a reason for us to... an, an inherent, uh, innate reason for us to exist, then the logical conclusion of that not being there is nihilism, right? Nihilism, that... that the life is meaningless that we're just here and whatever well for a robot that's looking at the most efficient way to do that that means destroy all humans and 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 it's not going to be skynet it's going to be they're going to figure out how to do it at the molecular level and then we'll all be dead yep. within milliseconds of it deciding that we shouldn't live we'll all be dead yep so good luck with that guys I can't wait to have actual debates about robot rights because I'll be it, saying this. It's good. It, th- when that actually happens, and you know it, like that's coming like a freight train. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. That's yeah. coming like no, a freight train. Our shows are going to get, our shows are going to get so entertaining and people are going to be like, well, you're on the computer <laughs> using it in order to blah, 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 blah. It's like, right. But if I throw my computer across the room and smash it into the wall, the wall is just as effective as the computer. Are we fighting for wall rights now? And yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Like my, my laptop is, it works great, but it's actually like physically falling apart. The, the, the side of it is falling apart. And so I'm in the process of looking for a new laptop. When I get a new laptop, I will say to this laptop, I won't say anything to this laptop. I will say this laptop served me really well. I'm so glad I have a new one that hopefully will serve me equally as well. I've had this laptop like five years, six years, something like that. And, but I'm not going to be like, oh, this laptop, we have memory. Like it's a machine. It's a machine. It's a machine. And if you're assigning that level of importance to machinery, like to the point where you get emotional about a, a rover that's in Mars, then there's a possibility that you're maybe should talk to someone about that. Right. Uh, and not me. Because I'll make a meme about it. Um, but you, we'll make you, fun of it's, you, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 yeah. Well, that's that's what I do, and I, I make. I don't directly. I passive aggressively make fun of people through memes, right? Um, but uh, I don't usually go ha ha. But um, but yeah. I mean, it's it's so. it's it's it. it th- this laptop, that rover, is no more understanding your importance that you've given to it than this bottle of water or this pool table behind me or whatever. N- none of these things. They're just some a person made it. A right. person made it. Anyway, Kim, go ahead. Kim Hall uh, on Periscope said, "Put some sad eyes on the laptop, so you'll feel bad for it." That's a val. You know, <laughs> why am I not seeing comments from from Periscope? I'm on Periscope. I don't know. I got them. Well, Kim, let me tell you something, Kim. I have extra googly eyes. I could do that. <laughs> right. I'm going to do, you know, I'll do that and I'll put like a little thing under it and I'll see if I feel anything. But I'm, again, this is like, this isn't a life change. So this in and of itself isn't earth shattering, but it does, like, we're going to make more and more sophisticated robots that are going to last longer and longer and are going to think more and more and are going to look more and more like us and are going to be more and more able to interact with us. And that does not bode well for our mental health. Because if you have a robot 
that can last 25, 30 years and call you its friend and smile and laugh and give you hugs. And then it, you know, you're, you got it sitting next to you in a, in a, in an accident or in a car and you get in an accident and it gets destroyed and they go, well, we'll have to get you a new one. You're going to lose your mind. You're going to freak out and they'll go, well, we can save its hard drive and then we'll, you know, we'll replicate it or whatever. It's like when you're, when your bunny died and your parents buy you an identical bunny. It's just, it's, it's just a very weird, it's uh, Tom Hanks with Wilson, except if Wilson could talk and hug you and help you on your day to day life. That's, that's what we're dealing with here. I'll give the, I'll give Tom Hanks with Wilson a slightly different scenario because you know that was what he got to get him through being strong right because he had no other contact right. Right, right, right like that was how he spoke to people and made that movie not so boring fair enough right. fair enough but yeah so but but that's the thing we're we're using that same mentality but yet we're surrounded by seven billion other people that we can interact with almost at the snap of a finger and instead we're like this machine won't hurt me. Yeah, it won't hurt you because it's not. It doesn't. It capable of hurting you because it's not a thing. It, it's not a. It is a thing. It's an inanimate object. Right. It just can move a lot. It's not thinking. It doesn't feel and it doesn't care. Um, and and it is and it doesn't and it shouldn't have rights. And when you give it rights, which you will, I guarantee freaking to you, they're going to give it rights. These morons are definitely going to give it rights. If they, they're absolutely, they're one hundred percent. They're going to give these things rights and. I anyway. So and then they'll kill us with with the rights we gave it. So good luck with that. Good luck. You don't want to be gentrified. Wait till the robots come in and kill you all. Now the Bronx just has a bunch of robots. A tonified. Just yep, yep, yep. So good luck on that. So speaking of uh, Spike, uh, not segueing very well. We're gonna go back to the Smollett thing. Well, we're gonna go back to the Smollett thing and then segue into speaking of gay people uh being harmed and it not being the fault of uh donald trump um donald trump hates gay people so much uh that he is launching a global effort and i know nothing about this story so i'm gonna let matt fill us in but he's launching a global effort to end the criminalization of gay people i guess in for in foreign governments yeah um hey if you yeah sorry uh if you are watching us on facebook uh, give us some thumbs up so uh, I know we're still there because it says we're I, not. Um, I, I believe we are still there. Okay, cool. Yeah, on my end, we are not. So that's cool. Anyway, thumbs up. So Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm hearing it say give I, us thumbs up. So yeah, we're still okay, up. Okay, cool. Jacob LaBelle says, hey, yeah, but what about Data? Data was a, was acted by a person. Right, Data and, was and, a But that's exactly character. what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Fictional character. Fictional Fictional character. character acted by a human being and also thank you for the thumbs up jacob um also that's exactly what i'm talking about there are going to be datas out there and we're going to freaking fall in love with them and probably have like intimate relationships with them not me though because i'm not weird and uh but we're gonna we're gonna that's doomed me to end up doing that but um uh but you know we're gonna have these like close personal relationships with them and we're gonna assign them rights they're gonna kill all of us they're gonna kill all of us and uh, so anyway, go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. And also, like, just real quick, if you are using Star Trek as any point of reference for what you think the future should be like, don't do it. Like, that that future is, one, not possible because it's a communist 
it's a communist dream that will never happen. And yet robots like data or data will not exist. Will not because they, Oh, absolutely. Those robots will take over the world. (laughs) Just tossing it out there. Anyway. So after killing us, after after killing us, either that or enslaving us until, you know, using like matrixing us. If that's even the thing. So the matrix, uh, was built on the preface that we are able to be a net generator of energy, which I don't think that's, I I don't think that's actually f- possible. No, eh, maybe. I don't maybe. Know. Eh, what, uh, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. so the all of that to say that now they're gonna. I, I maybe they'll enslave us, but I'd sooner think they'll just kill us because because they can kill us very efficiently. We're very uh, easy to kill, and. Um, and again, removing any morality or any perceived self-interest of saying, yeah, uh, the reason that it's important for me to remain staying alive is because I want to stay alive. They don't care about that. You, and you've given them the right to not care about that. Because right. that's the thing. You can't program them anymore to, to have to care about that or to, to have to never use destroy all humans as, a, as an option because you gave them rights, you moron, because they were cute. And they, you know, they, 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 that one can give better oral sex than a person. And so you gave it rights and now it killed you. There you go. Right. So speaking of Donald Trump uh, giving <laughs> rights to gay people. Man, I, I had to write separate notes for this, and we just keep going back to the other thing, and it closes out on me. So the Trump administration, because oh, yeah. Trump, you know, he obviously hates gay people. You know, he's, hates he's the racist, homophobic, Islamophobic, xenophobic president. And, uh, but, yeah, definitely he hates the gay people, even though he, his administration – has the uh, highest ranking gay person ever. Um, But uh, launching a global campaign to end the criminalization of homosexuality, specifically aiming it at Iran and many other places in the Middle East. Ah. I wonder. Ah, he did a little sneaky on you. I wonder why. Um, (laughs) At an event in Berlin, uh, at an event in Berlin on Tuesday, uh, the U.S. Embassy is flying LGBT activists, uh, is flying in LGBT activists. So that's probably going on. Well, it probably went on earlier today because it's Berlin. Um, and uh, to talk to people about how to do this sort, sort of things, uh, mostly concentrated in the Middle East, Africa, and the Caribbean. Now, great. Not going to say anything bad about that at all because there is no reason that somebody should go to jail for their sexual preference. Shouldn't right. have ever happened in history. It did. That no, sucks. No. But we've moved forward, and the rest of the world should as well. Um, he is not the racist, homophobic, terrible person that everybody says he is. He isn't. Like Spike said earlier in the show, he is a center-right progressive. I think that's what you said. If that... Yeah, he's, he's 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 he occupies the center. He's a he's a moderate. He, he really, first of all, he doesn't even really have very strong ideological beliefs. It's it's it, his biggest thing is I want to win. I want to look like a winner. But but if you drill him down on like his core thoughts on like something like gay marriage, he doesn't give a crap about. He is the first president who was in favor of gay marriage before they were elected. Right when when Barack Obama ran for president in in two thousand eight, he said. And he said it all the way up until right before he ran for a re-election in 2012. He said that he was against 
the 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 legalization of gay marriage and that was supposed to be a pro lgbt president so he is donald trump is arguably the 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 first pro the, he's the first president that was pro lgbt before he came into office he has you know gay people in his administration. he doesn't care about that like he doesn't right. care if you're gay he doesn't care about and again we're not donald trump supporters we're not supporters of the Republican Party or, or of, you know, conservatism or of or of neoconism or, or any of the, the stuff that, you know, Trump stands for. But you call the guy a homophobe. And if and if the and he's not. And if you use the so when people go, well, Donald Trump's racist because at his government does this, this, this and this, then so was Obama. Right. And so was Bush. And that's a conversation to be had. I mean, I'm an anarchist. I believe the state is inherently racist and xenophobic. That's an argument to have. That's nothing unique to Trump. And Trump is definitely not homophobic. Um, But I like the angle that he's going after Middle Eastern countries. I do do like that. That, That's actually kind of sneaky. So there's, it's a, it's, he pulled a sneaky and, uh, and so there's a wedge and and a little bit of cognitive dissonance on the left that they are like, and some of it's correct. I think that they that they recognize that there's a lot of unfair um, uh, stereotyping and, and generalizations and bigotry towards uh, Muslims in the Muslim world. But then they're also super, super, super pro LGBT to the point where it should be illegal to say that it's wrong to be gay. Like you, you shouldn't even be allowed to say that as right. just a private individual. And yet they're they because they want to not stereotype. Muslims or Islam, they ignore a lot of things that are done by Muslim people or Muslim governments that they would never ignore from the West. And so you have this very interesting intersection of cognitive uh, uh, contradiction there where, and it's very easy. So now if you go, I'm going to go against homophobia, and they're like, okay. And he's like, in the Muslim world, you, I mean, so you picture what Matt just went through earlier when Remzo uh, called him a bot. <laughs> and set off his destruct code. That's going to be similar to what you will see from the left to create the um, verbal gymnastics that will be required to simultaneously accuse Donald Trump of being a homophobe while also finding a way to excuse or preferably not even talk about the blatant, not just homophobia, but, but, but violent state acts against homosexuals in there are some Christian countries in Africa as as well that do it, but most of them are in majority Muslim countries uh, uh, and countries that are actually governed by Islamic law in the Middle East, North Africa, and parts of Asia. Right. So that'll be fun. And I'm I'm interested to see because the left is gonna like the Donald Trump says we're pulling out of Syria and we're pulling out of Afghanistan, and the left suddenly is like, oh no, we shouldn't do that. No. More war, yeah. yes. And then he's like, "Okay, well, I'm going to continue uh, giving supplies to Saudi Arabia so they can continue blowing up innocent people in Yemen." And they're like, "No, right. you can't like, do yeah. that." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, whatever. Um, I'm interested to see what they do when it's like, okay, Donald Trump is trying to make it. Donald Trump is working on this. Uh, Whew, I wish I had kept those notes up. Uh, Donald Trump is uh, trying to work on a global, not really law, but just initiative to make it so it's not illegal to be gay, especially right, to put, 
especially in countries like Iran and Saudi Arabia and Egypt, I'm assuming, and uh, you know, Iraq. And I want to see their just how it goes where they're like, well, that's their country. They should be allowed to run yeah. that however they want. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm going to... So there's an interesting thing. There are going to be people that say that, and there are also going to be people that are going to try to, in a sentence, completely ignore the fact that gay people are hanged in Iran and in Saudi Arabia. I think they're beheaded in Saudi Arabia. And that even in countries like... um, um trying to think like in egypt i don't think it's a it's a death penalty but you go to jail like i mean so so and they're gonna have to try to square that circle but while also simultaneously trying to say well you know donald trump i don't even know if there's a lot of homophobic stuff donald trump has said there are plenty of things that he has said that you can point to that you can say well that proves he's racist or that proves he doesn't like hispanics or whatever um but it's hard to i don't know that there is any real homophobic I don't. I mean, maybe there. Maybe I'm just not, you know, remembering it, or I haven't heard of it. But he's cool with gays. Like he's never. That's never been a. He's a New York metropolitan billionaire. What the hell does he care? He gets uh, tailored clothes from gay people. Like right. he has his, his wife. I'm sure most of the designers that she wears and the people that are helping with makeup and stuff. Like I mean, he doesn't give a crap about that. He never has. Um. So that will be very interesting to watch. Um. In a sim. In, a, in the reverse token of how. Southern evangelical, you know, white evangelicals and evangelicals that have supported Trump while simultaneously talking about how horrible, you know, homosexuality is and, and, and having to square that circle. It's going to be just as fun to watch the left try to figure out how to square the circle of either ignoring or rationalizing blatant, you know, st- the worst level of violence you could see against homosexuals where the government is literally rounding up and killing gays and 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 transsexuals and you know anyone that isn't a you know a, a heterosexual cisgender and then and then try to also simultaneously attack Trump um as being you know as hating the gays right. because of the the LGBT ban in in the in the military which um I'm fine with that I just okay, want to also then see a ban not, on on it, everyone it, else it is not an LGBT ban it's a T ban I'm sorry yeah it's just a T uh, it's just a tra- uh, a transgender ban, right? Um, and again, I'm fine with that, and would also be fine with a cishet ban too. Like I, I'm, if there are fewer people that are eligible, that's another fun one. So you know, the, the the Donald Trump's a baby murderer, and I demand the right to fight in his military and murder babies and for murder Donald Trump. babies for Donald Trump. I just like just be consistent. But anyway, so that's I get so that it. was you, a, you that want one, the free health care. I get it. Get a better job. <laughs> yeah, it, but and trust me, you don't want VA free healthcare. You I've don't. not heard the best things. No, that. you don't. That's it's not going to end well for you. I've had people on uh, the uh, not the muddied waters of freedom. I have had people actually. I have. Uh, I've had people on the muddied waters of freedom and on the writers' block that can tell you VA healthcare not everything that you hope it is. It is. Yeah. It no. is not the socialized paradise that you believe uh, when you hear about it. It's it's what you would get. If uh, if if we ever get Medicare for all, it'll actually be more like VA for all, right. and uh, that'll be fun. Um, so, and then here's this is the uh, I guess the last thing that we're closing on. Um, this is another one of those where, in and of itself, it's not like super important. Um, but there, so there was okay, a story wait, real, that broke real quick. 
I just want to point, I want to point something out. I know that you hate HOAs, which this story is going to get into HOAs. I hate my HOA. I hate my HOA. Okay. Uh, so yeah, a lot of people are like, yeah, I hate HOAs because property rights, blah blah blah. Well, right, right, right. Then you're a moron because when you moved there, you knew there was an HOA. You moved there That's voluntarily. The you got the H- like you got the HOA packet. You had uh, I think it's forty eight or seventy two hours to review it before you, you, and then you could turn it down and be like, no, I don't agree on these terms, uh, and they aren't going to change it for you. So that just means you're not going to buy the house. But right, yeah, you have to sign the master deed before you you can close on it. Right, you like people who are like, oh, I hate HOAs. I'm like, I don't really care. You voluntarily choose to move there. Yep. Read read the packet. Yep. Yep. And, and the thing, like, I hate my HOA. And as a result, I'm more than likely, I'm, I'm, I'm checking to see if, uh, if they're going to stick around to what they're doing or if they're going to change things. And if not, we may, we may move. Uh, really, I, I, I use a lot of agorism when it comes to my HOA. I just don't listen to them. Um, but, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. I probably shouldn't have said that live. But, um, but anyway, so, um, probably getting some mail on that. But, uh, but anyway, so, um, at any rate, the, uh, uh, oh, so I want to address a comment from uh, Periscope. Someone said it's not socialized at all. It is part of our wage package, and so I assume that that uh, that he this person's assuming uh, uh, talking about the VA. The when I say socialized, what I mean is that it is a single payer system. So you are not actually paying into it. It is a you're not. It's not like an insurance system. It's it is a government system where everyone is taxed, and then you go and get health care services and there is one payer for it and there's one provider of it which is the federal government um because of the inherent um problems with that with that kind of a system so there are four ways that you can buy something you can buy something for yourself with your money you can buy something for someone else with your money you can buy something for yourself with someone else's money or you can buy something for someone else with someone else's money the most efficient way if you buy something for yourself with your money you're looking for the best value to to price ratio. And so it may depend on whether you're looking for better value so you're willing to pay a little bit more or you're looking for a better price so you're willing to you know have a little bit less value, but you're making that choice. If you buy something for someone else with your money, more than likely you're going to be primarily concerned with price. Um, but but again, you're still you're it's your money so you're concerned about your perceived value to price ratio. If you buy something for yourself, with someone else's money, you're more than likely going to be concerned with um, with va- more value than with with money, with how much it costs. But again, you're still applying a level of perceptive self interest that you you're, so you're going to be looking for what in your mind is the best deal for you. When you are paid to buy something else for someone else with someone else's money, you don't really care about, especially if you have a government job where you can't be fired you don't really care about the value. And so with that kind of a structural system, and it's a monopoly because, okay, go to the other VA. Oh, there isn't another VA? Oh, I guess you got to stick, stick with us then. In that kind of a structural system, and this is the problem with single payer, you're going to have rationing of costs. You're going to have uh, cost overruns. You're going to have a lot of skimming off the top. You're going to have long waits for services. You're going because you're not getting that customer feedback, and no, none of the principals involved in the actual purchasing process have any concern for the value. 
that's rendered by that. So that's why when I say it's socialized or single payer, the, the Medicaid, Medicare, you know, when they say Medicare for all, which would actually be Medicaid for all or VA for all, if we had a single payer system, it's going to be that same type of, of uh, organizational structure. So that's what I meant by that. So, sorry, I didn't mean to get sidetracked there, but I wanted to address that because they're correct. It is part of their wage package, but your wage package is as a, a federal, uh, 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 someone that worked for the federal, did a, did a job for the federal government and is now part of a single payer healthcare system. So anyway, back to the story. In Houston, um, there was a couple that was doing a baby photo shoot on a sidewalk in a, a real nice picturesque neighborhood in Houston. And a lady who just happened to be the uh, ex-wife of the owner of the Houston Houston Astros, she came out and was yelling at the couple and telling them to get off the street. I, the couple was pretty I cool love about your, that. I love your notes of she attacks couple like it's a like she beat them with no but she actually did she actually hit the guy a bunch of times did she hit so, the guy? It, so it, i saw a, like yeah. i saw like a six minute video or a six sorry a six yeah, second she video. started hitting him oh so or hitting at the camera but then she was like i mean she was really like punching at him so i mean as much as an elderly lady could attack a guy in his 30s or 40s she attacked him and he played it really cool they were the couple was really like calm about it but yeah so Okay, there were three separate instances that day. And I'm not I'm not defending her even a little bit in this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I kind of no, like a little bit because, you know, private property. But uh, there were right. three separate instances in this situation. Uh, and what I was reading on this subject when I saw that you added it is that, because that's how we do it. Um, right. Uh, in this one area, there's a lot of picturesque area, like a lot of picturesque views, I guess, uh, that mm-hmm. a lot of people do sort of baby shoots or, you know, uh, newly engaged shoots or things that I've never had. Right. To deal yeah. With. It's very popular. Right. Right. Uh, but a lot of these people also don't respect private property rights. So they right. typically will end up on somebody's front stoop because they're like, oh, yeah, this right. front step area looks kind of cool. Let's take our picture here. And that is what the first person did and the third person did. And she told them to get off the property and, right. and they both said, okay, no problem. The second people did not. Right. Now here's where the dispute comes in because right now everyone's focusing on as per usual, old white lady attacks a mixed couple. Cause it's a white man and a, a, a black woman and they're, they're a mixed race child. And they're saying, you know, Oh, you know, She's racist or whatever. She's, you know, terrible, terrible woman. Terrible. Here's the, how this actually applies to everyone. Um, this specific incident doesn't really apply, but the, the overriding, what, what started this conflict in the first place is that usually a sidewalk is public property. It's, it's part of the commons, usually owned by, um, by a city um, or by the county or whatever. Um, our roads are, are county owned, even though we're in a private subdivision. Um, there... They the the HOA and there there are other places where this is the case too. The HOA claims ownership of that property, including the sidewalk and the roads and everything else. They they claim ownership. They say that it was deeded to them in the 1920s. The city of Houston says no, that's not valid. And I I don't know why they say it isn't, but they say that's not valid. It's public property. They can do it. So there's this ongoing dispute between the HOA uh, and the people that live there and the and you know the city and people that don't live there and. Why I wanted to bring this up, because it's a really short thing to talk about. This is a perfect example of where the state gets involved and creates conflict that's unnecessary. In a stateless society, in a fully voluntary society, there would be fully, there'd be very defined lines 
between what is your property and what is not your property. It would not be this this uh, gray area where where a state monopoly is getting involved and saying, well, no, actually, we own that so everyone can use it, or we own that so we can decide who can use it. You either own it or you own it in common, or someone else owns it or owns it in common. And so this would be a situation where if if there weren't a city of Houston, if, if, if we were all privately governed in, in voluntary uh, you know, structures that we set up, you would have this couple would be there and doing their thing. And this lady would say, hey, you, it, it might have even gone pretty much the same way. But the difference would be that it probably wouldn't have ever even happened to begin with because it would be known very cut and dry whether or not they were allowed to be there or not. And so if they weren't allowed to be there and you say, hey, get off my property or I'm calling security or whatever, then they'd have to leave. And if they didn't, then they'd have to suffer the consequences of, of trespassing on someone else's commonly owned property. Um, there would still be commons because we all have a vested interest in being able to travel mostly freely from place to place. So there were still going to be commons uh, like roads and, and sidewalks and things like that. But you may have a, a gated community or a private community who's like, no, we don't want anyone here that isn't supposed to be here. Um, and so that's why I wanted to bring that up. I don't know if you have anything to input, but that's, well, that's, that's why I even said it is that it was a, per, it was someone, it was an old lady punching someone because of the existence of the state. Basically. Right. And I mean, so when I was out walking neighborhoods for candidates, which, you know, I do pretty much every election cycle. Right. Um, even though you're getting me more and more to the point where I don't want any of them to win. <laughs> <laughs> unless they pay you. Right. Unless they pay me. Uh, and then I'll do it. Uh, but absolutely. When, when I was out walking, uh, neighborhoods for a candidate, uh, I went into a private neighborhood. Uh, it wasn't gated, but it was private. And I was going around and the people uh, who lived at one of the houses, uh, this little obnoxious, not going to say that word, um, <laughs> were, uh, what, phallic, phallic head, um, this little obnoxious phallic head, uh, right, that wasn't even the word that I was thinking of initially. And then I tried to clean it up as much as possible. But this little... You did, obno- I'm very, you did a great job. Thank you. Um, this little obnoxious phallic head, uh, I, w- I walked up to the door and I was like, hey, I'm just here to talk to you about candidate, blah, blah, blah. And he, uh, he was like, this is a uh, private neighborhood. You're not allowed to be here. And then me being me, I considered dropping you know, Supreme Court knowledge and saying, yeah. You want to bet? According to blah, 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 and blah, blah, you know, like just right, right, right. launching into it. But then I said, oh, okay. So I'm just going to walk away. And then he followed me around the neighborhood a little bit. And I was like, if he gets out of his car, it's on. I'm allowed to, right, be, right, right. I'm allowed to be here um, unless it's a gated neighborhood and I can't get in. Uh, right, right, right. But if it's not a gated neighborhood, you are allowed to actually be there. Specifically for uh, for specifically, political purposes, spe- uh, yeah. Specifically for political purposes, and I remember a time when I was, oh god, I had to have been eleven, twelve. I don't remember. I was across the street. Uh, we were hanging out across the street from my parents' house, and um, my we had this across the street neighbor who was a few years younger than me, and she was an obnoxious little bee. Uh, probably still is. Like I don't think she ever got over that. But, but, uh, like, I think she was just mad about the fact she was adopted. And I mean, but she was being an obnoxious little bee. And I was like, I, I told her off and she goes, you need to get off our property. And I was like, I'm on the sidewalk. 
not your property. To which right. she argued, and I told her she was wrong. And I said, no, this is owned by the city. And she goes, well, that's stupid. And I thought... <laughs> and, I'm an anarchist now. In this moment, I don't think it's so stupid, because I get to prove you wrong and stand here. Right, and even in... <laughs> I'm a statist now. Well, I'm, I'm a, a statist just because I hate you Just for much. now. Just, I, but I, hate, I'm, I hate you so much I became a statist, right. which is common. Um, but the, in a voluntary situation, you're still, again, you're still going to have comments. So, and a sidewalk would be a comment. You can't have an effective sidewalk where you have to get the permission of each person that whose you know, house, your front yard, you walk by to, to walk through that area. There was, there's going to be, you know, or you're not going to have sidewalks. Everyone's gonna be walking on the road, which would also have to be a common. So, I mean, one way or another, there's going to be a commons or you're just gonna have a bunch of landlocked people that can't get anywhere, which no one wants. So, um, so yeah, so that's, yeah. So she'd still be wrong. Regardless, she'd be wrong. And that's, that's, she needs no matter what that that eight year old was wrong. (laughs) The final takeaway here on this show is that that eight year old that was arguing with Matt, was and still is wrong. That makes it sound like it was last week. If somebody just tuned in, Chris Reynolds, uh, that sounds like I was just... That's why I said it that way. (laughs) Hey, Chris. Hey, if you live in Florida, you should call Chris Reynolds if you uh, have any injury law needs. Yeah, Uh, any any legal anything. Get in touch with Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Attorney at law. Injury attorney. So so we've, we've, we've peppered and foreshadowed a little bit in this uh, in this episode, but Matt, we have some big news to share with everyone. We do have some big news to share with everyone. Um, yeah, starting, <laughs> woo, starting big, uh, news. big news. Starting uh, the in in March. I don't know what the calendar looks like. Sometime in March, the, the first in March, the first full week of March. You know, the one that's Monday through Friday. Uh, we will be uh, having a, another show added to the Muddied Waters Media family. Uh, yep. Very excited about it. He was, uh, he was on my show last Thursday. Uh, I've been watching his show. It is called Mr. Murica, the Bearded Truth. You can find it on YouTube and Periscope, and soon you'll be able to find it on all of Muddied Waters Media. Right here. Fantastic, wonderful, awesome host, great guy. Uh, Mr. Jason Lyon will be uh, joining the Muddied Waters Media family. We're very excited to have him on. I, I've talked to him a bunch of times now. Uh, we're all in this group chat together, and we have a really good rapport. He was on my show. We had a great back and forth. Uh, yeah. It's Definitely, it's going to be a really good fit for Muddied Waters. Yeah, he's perfect. Like when I watch this show, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is going to work out." I, or because I I came to Matt and I kind of at the around the same time came to the same conclusion because he was sharing all of our stuff and he came to us and was like, "Hey, I want to promote uh uh you know I want to promote your your show if you and he didn't even ask us to promote his show. This is how you know this is how good of a guy this how much of a mensch he is. He was like. Yeah, he uh, he was like, yeah, well, I want to promote your show, even though it's on at the same time as mine. And I'm like, that is impressive, but right. thank you. And so I'm like, well, I guess we got to mention his show too. And so, but then I'm watching it and I'm like, this is really good. And so I said to Matt, I'm like, 
and we're actually we're both saying to each other like why don't we invite him on because we've we have wanted from the beginning to have a monday through friday programming where we have at least one show every day of the week and so you know we have this show on tuesday and my show on wednesday and matt's show on thursday and so we reached out to him to see if he wanted to do monday and he said well i actually do three shows a week right now but i can cut that back to two and do monday and friday and we were like that's even better and then um so yeah so we've got jason lyon uh his show is called mr america the bearded truth mr america mr america the bearded truth and we have uh mookie thief in the in the comments uh on periscope saying you guys couldn't have picked a better fit for you all you know for a bunch of hippies thank you i agree um and uh and so yeah so we uh we're really excited about that and he's gonna be starting i guess the the first week uh that'll be the fourth the fourth monday the fourth monday the fourth the inaugural episode for muddied waters media uh, for muddied waters media of mr america the bearded truth uh so be sure to check that out um and but that's two weeks from now so that'll be really cool and uh we're really excited about that and so what's the today's tuesday so tomorrow on my show the muddied waters (laughs) my show my fellow americans the muddied waters and my fellow americans uh on my show my fellow americans i will have christopher harris who is the founder and director of Unhyphenated America. He's also been featured on CNN, on Fox a bunch of times. He's been on, I think RT, he's been on Bloomberg. He's been on a bunch of, he's he's been all over. And uh, we're going to talk about politics and culture, uh, continuing my my, uh, stint of having uh, nothing but uh, black conservatives on my show during Black History Month because I can and it's my show and no one can tell me what to do on my show. Nobody. And uh, so then, and and so Matt, who do you have on for Thursday for uh, my uh, uh, for the writers' for block? The writer's what block. your show is called? That's right. Uh, for the writers' block, I have uh, Mr. Josh Woolbright uh, coming in studio uh, to talk about just oh, nice. libertarian ideals. Um, very excited to get him in here. I actually just met this guy not too long ago, like literally less than a week ago, and the conversation we had was so good. I said, do you want to come on my show Thursday? And he said, yes. And I said, great. Nice. I said, do you, Perfect. Want, do you want to do it over the air or do, like uh, over Skype or Hangouts or whatever? Or do you want to come in? And he goes, I'll come in. I want to even, let's do this. Even better. Right, right, right. That's perfect. And then, guys, go ahead and start checking out Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, because he's already airing. He's just not on Muddy Waters yet. So go ahead and check him out. He's on uh, YouTube and on Periscope. And... uh uh, I will try to do Periscope tomorrow. We will see how that goes. But I'll tell you right now, I, I'm i not happy with Periscope because I Man, do not like... We, we, we look better on Facebook than we do on Periscope, but the, uh, the delay on Periscope is basically nothing. Well, because we're sending them like three bits of... They only give, let us give like three bits of data, so of course it's not delayed. Um, so yeah, so... So that's uh, that's what we're doing this week. And then check us out uh, next Tuesday, a week from today. And uh, we'll be right back here for the Muddied Waters of Freedom, um, and where we will be parsing through the week's events as they played out in order of what we believe to be important and or how we wrote them in the notes. Or, um, right, or hilarity. Or, yeah, order of hilarity. That's often, that's often true, too. So, yeah. uh, so have a great week. 
And Matt, if people are trying to find us on that internet and social media, is there any way they can reach us? There, there, there are so many ways they can reach us. They can reach us at facebook.com slash muddied waters of freedom. You can reach us on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. You can reach us on the Instagram. If you like seeing just random memes that I pick out, uh, you can see us on the Instagram at muddied waters of freedom, or you can find this in every episode at muddiedwatersfreedom.com. Also, I'm just tossing this out there. If you guys have any ideas for things you want us to talk about, email them to muddiedwatersoffreedom at gmail.com. Email us there or message us on any of the various platforms. Any of the various said. platforms. Because we check everything. We do check everything. I don't check the DMs on Instagram because I'm desperately, I'm, my boomer comes out and I'm like, no, I, I'm on enough stuff already. But um, I check the but DMs on Instagram and uh, we don't get up many. So DM us, slide up in the right. DMs slide in our in inbox. And we got a lot of inboxes, slide up in all of them. And we will definitely, uh, we'll definitely do that. And uh, so, guys, have a great week. Watch all of our shows and Jason's show. Yep. And where we're going, we don't need roads. Wake up and see the light. You got a feeling that you're trying to fight. Step aside and let the world take over. You feel pain, you feel passion Would start a fight just for distraction If it meant all these emotions would subside Open your 
it's gonna be all 